Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So many great voices there, including the voice of Mike Greenberg, who in nine days will be in Cleveland on ESPN television. You can listen to the draft on ESPN radio. Kevin DeGandhi, L. Duncan will lead the way, and we will find out the questions, the answers, all of the quarterback chatter we have had, and we'll finally start to get a little bit of clarity in nine days. But why wait for nine days in the real thing? When we can do the fake thing starting <laughs> right now. We're having the KJZ mock draft. Here it is. We got nine days to go, eight, nine days to go. So let's just break this baby up. We'll do four teams today. You know the draft order. Obviously, trades and all of that can happen, but we're going to do it as it stands right now. Top four picks today. Then tomorrow, we'll do another four. We'll roll on through, and we will get you all the way through the first round as we get set for April 29th. Again, ESPN. ESPN radio. So what we're going to do is essentially have all of our experts. We've pinpointed one person from every team that we're going to be able to reach out to. And that person is going to make the pick and then give their analysis of the pick. Key will then give the analysis of that pick as well. And if you want to weigh in, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to do teams one, two, three, and four. If you like what you hear, don't like what you hear, we'd love to hear from you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we begin with that friendly musical reminder. Ah, I know. Key just exhaled. That means it is the draft. It's like Pavlov's dog. When you hear that, you just sort of go up. You get ready. You know we're talking draft. As you know, for the first time ever, the Jacksonville Jaguars will pick first overall in the NFL draft. They're certainly hoping there won't be a second. The Jaguars are on the clock. Here's Brent Martineau of ESPN 690 to make the first pick. With the first pick in the 2021 KJZ mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. It's no longer Jacksonville, it's Trevor Town. Why? Because he checks every box that exists and everybody else thinks the Jaguars should take him as well. It's a done deal. Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. And maybe by three weeks into the regular season, he becomes one of the best quarterbacks in Jaguars history. Trevor Lawrence, number 16 for Clemson University, 6'6", 220 pounds, led Clemson to a national championship as a freshman, beating Alabama 44-16. Great athlete, great size. He reminds me of a cross between Vinny Testaverde and Andrew Luck. 90 career touchdown passes, and he rushed for 943 yards. He's going to come in and be a day-one starter. He's an impact player. He can make all the throws, very accurate, strong arm, great anticipation. I think he's going to be a front-line starter for years to come. That's an interesting cross-pollination of quarterbacks, I'll tell you that. That's our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, by the way, providing his analysis. Key, your analysis of this pick. I think Mike is right. He, he does have the athletic ability of Vinny Testaverde, the size of Vinny and Andrew Luck. But when I look at this pick, this is a big pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You go all the way to Mark Brunel. It's really the only quarterback that they had that you go, hmm, with Mark Brunel had a great career. They traded to get Mark Brunel. But when you look at the other guys that they drafted in the first round, whether it was Blaine Gabbert, whether it was Blake Bortles, or even uh, Byron Leftwich, yeah. all of them kind of had small moments as a Jaguar quarterback, but nowhere near the pressure that's going to be placed on Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. There's no doubt about it. And Byron Leftwich is elsewhere in Florida right now. And from what I recall, he's doing a pretty good job. Pretty at his good. current 
gig, right? Yeah. Here we go. Listen up. It's cute now, believe me. Once you hear it 32 times on Thursday the 29th, you won't be able to get it out of your head. The New York Jets are on the clock. Here he is, former Jet, Bart Scott of Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio to make the second overall selection. With the second overall pick in the 2021 KJZ mock draft, the New York football Jets select quarterback Zach Wilson, BYU. Zach Wilson, BYU. He's 6'2", about 220 pounds. I love his game outside the pocket. He has rare accuracy and arm strength outside the pocket that you hardly ever see. He does remind me of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. I know there's a big comparisons, but if he can stay healthy, he's already had wrist and shoulder issues. He has a chance to be an exceptional pro if he could stay healthy. Very excited about his long-term future. Okay, Bart is back to explain his rationale. That, by the way, was front office insider Mike Tannenbaum, formerly of the New York Jets. Zach Wilson is a natural thrower of the ball. He has an electric arm. He can seize the football field very well. He's more athletic than people give him credit for. The one knock on him is that he can't stay healthy. He's a smaller quarterback. He'll fill out as he matures as a man. This is a great pick for the um, New York football Jets and for Robert Sala to start his era of Jets football. You know, fellas, as I look at this pick, I think about it. I say Zach Wilson. Okay, I, I, I like the pick because they need the position. They need a young quarterback moving on from Sam Darnold, trading him to the Carolina Panthers. But when you have a young quarterback, what else is there around this young quarterback? You think about uh, Mark Sanchez when they brought him in, they had a veteran defense. It didn't, it didn't need, they didn't need him to do a whole lot. Hand the ball to Thomas Jones every now and then, hit a few passes. Zach Wilson is starting from scratch. I know they signed Corey Davis to a big deal coming over from Tennessee, but Corey Davis was been in and out of the lineup himself. And then when you talk about injuries to Zach Wilson, shoulder, risk, what are you truly getting? What are we looking at? for the New York Jets with the number two pick overall. A lot of pressure here in New York. Coming from a small place in Utah, can he, can he, can he handle the pressure that's going to be placed on this young man when things go south? Yeah, Key, of all the quarterbacks that are projected to go in the first round, I just feel like Zach Wilson has one of the higher ceilings, but he also has the lowest floor. And so the development of this player is going to be critical. And to your point, what's going to be around him when he steps under center for the New York Jets? That's a huge question that Rob Sala and Joe Douglas have to answer with all the draft capital that they have this year. Now comes the intrigue. The San Francisco 49ers are on the clock with the third overall pick. Here's John Lund of KNBR Radio with the call. With the third pick in the 2021 KJZ mock draft, the San Francisco 49ers who mortgaged their future to get here select quarterback Trey Lance, North Dakota State University. (laughs) Trey Lance, North Dakota State, Richard sophomore, 6'4", 225 pounds. He only played in one game this year. He has a remarkable college career. He's only thrown one interception, and in last year's national championship game, actually rushed for 166 yards. I love his upside. You just are a little concerned by the fact that he only played in one game this year, no fault of his own. I think he's very accurate, great arm strength, and a fantastic athlete. I love his skill set, and ideally he would sit in year one and then have a chance 
chance to have a really good career. And John is back here to explain his little rationale for going Lance. Surprise, it was supposed to be Mac Jones. It was supposed to be Justin Fields, but it's Trey Lance for a few obvious reasons. Jimmy Garoppolo's not the starting solution for the 49ers long-term because A, he gets hurt too much. He's missed 23 of the last 48 games. And B, he turns the ball over too often. Trey Lance, 6'4", 226 pounds. The 49ers believe he is the most physically gifted and imposing quarterback in this draft, which they hope translates into him staying healthy. And Lance once went 287 consecutive pass attempts without a thrown interception. He only threw one his entire college career. Now, 17 starts against inferior competition is not ideal, but that's why they're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around for the year. Lance has also been under center and running play action under center more than any of the top quarterbacks in this draft. That's what the 49ers will ask him to do. You throw in the added dimension of his mobility, and the 49ers believe the risk is worth the reward. In fact, they believe that Trey Lance has the most upside of any quarterback in this draft. This is a great pick. I, you know, athletic quarterback at Trey Lance. They could have gone Justin Fields here. I don't think Mac Jones fits what the 49ers want to do long term. If you look at the history of the Shanahan family, Robert Griffith III at Washington, like Jay Gruden talked about earlier. You go to John Elway when his dad was coaching in Denver. Jay Cutler, Brian Greasy, Bubby Brister. You move fast forward to what Kyle Shanahan likes. He likes the West Coast system, mobile quarterbacks, people that could extend the play and get out of harm's way. I think when Jimmy Garoppolo arrived from New England there. That was their thought process. He got them to the Super Bowl, but didn't quite get them over the hump. They need a successor long-term, and Trey Lance is that successor. Pick number four. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and who better to give us the selection than Harry Douglas, the former Falcons wide receiver himself. With the fourth pick in the 2021 KJZ mock draft, the Falcons select quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State, and here's why. As an organization, you do not want to make a habit of picking in the top five, so you take advantage of the situation and pick your successor to Matt Ryan. We all know Justin Fields is a known winner with the upside to be a top five player in today's NFL one day. I do believe he'll fit well in the run-play action scheme here in Atlanta and become a major threat in the run game especially the zone read. Now, the last two years in Tennessee, Arthur Smith has showed some of that with Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill in the red zone. The schemed-up vertical passing game in Atlanta would also fit Fields' skill set, and Atlanta could actually run some more rollouts and bootleg to utilize his athleticism. The last thing I add to this whole piece, you draft Justin Fields to sit behind Matt Ryan and learn, which is not a bad thing. Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers did the same thing behind solid vets, and we all seen what they've become. I think when you look at the situation that Justin Fields going to Atlanta with the fourth pick of the draft makes a lot of sense. He's a Georgia kid. He's right at home. If he wasn't a Georgia kid and playing the quarterback position, I would worry about, you know, certain guys going into that type of environment in Georgia, a lot of partying, things of that nature. But he understands what that's about at this quarterback spot. We're not talking about somebody like Dwayne Haskins going to Washington, D.C., being a little young and immature. I think Justin Fields understands what he's getting himself into. In terms of what Harry Douglas says right there, yes, you learn behind a veteran for the next couple years in Matt Ryan who still can play this game at a very, very large level. 
and you understand what Arthur Smith wants to do with the offense. You have a veteran in the room teaching you on the board, watching film with you on a consistent basis. As they get ready to make this transition to a Justin Fields in the future, they start to build around them. There's Calvin Ridley there at the receiver position. Maybe you move on from Julio Jones, you draft another guy, you get a tight end, you look at the running back spot, you build this team so that in the future they can make some noise in the NFC South. There's no question about it. So that is picks one through four. You like what you hear? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm pretty sure you knew what you were going to hear at picks one and two. But Lance in our mock draft going three and then Justin Fields going four. If indeed it does turn out that way in reality nine days from now, it would be the first time in NFL history that a draft would have quarterbacks go one, two, three, four off the board. That's the way it looks. We'll go five through eight tomorrow. Again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What do you think from what you've heard from our experts? You heard Key Wayne and all of it. Chris, what do you think here? One, two, three, four, all QBs off the board. Well, I think the biggest surprise is at number three, everybody has been saying for the last couple of weeks that it's going to be Mac Jones. He's the leader in the clubhouse in terms of what the 49ers are going to do, the direction that they're going to go with the quarterback. But Key and I have been saying this since the Niners made the trade with the Dolphins to move up to three. That's an awful big swing to to make a conservative play at quarterback. And when you're going with somebody like Mac Jones, you're talking about somebody that's a conservative, conservative prospect in comparison to what the other prospects are bringing to the table. You know that Mac Jones is well coached. You know that he's going to be able to operate in a system that he's put in fairly well but there are going to be some limitations because physically he doesn't have some of the attributes that some of these other quarterbacks have. When you talk about a guy like Trey Lance or you talk about a quarterback like Justin Fields, both who figure to be on the board at three when the Niners pick, those guys have an element to their game that Mac Jones just doesn't have. He has the, those guys have the opportunity to be able to extend it down, to get out on the perimeter, second reaction plays, and that fits with what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. So it just seems like that Trey Lance pick makes a whole lot of sense in terms of what Kyle Shanahan is envisioning this offense being, trying to make a leap from where they were with Jimmy Garoppolo to what they want to be for the next decade plus. And Key, I think the one question you just mentioned a couple minutes ago, and again, I'm a big believer that you can't pass up a a quarterback like a Justin Fields or frankly any of these guys because of the importance of the quarterback position. But you said Matt Ryan has a a good amount of game left. He's playing at a very high level. You're at four. You could grab Kyle Pitts. They're talking about him being a transcendent pass catcher. They had Tony Gonzalez in Atlanta. They know what that position can do. You can obviously supplement Ryan, extend his career a little bit. I know it's just too juicy to pass up fields, but what do you think about maybe the Falcons? The other three teams are easy easy choices, right, especially with the Niners moving up the way that they did with two first-round picks and a third. But what about the Falcons breaking the mold and going with the Pitts? Well, I, it, it, are you trying to win today? Because that's a win-today pick. Um, I have a big red zone target in Julio Jones. Right, your new head coach is offensively inclined. I mean, you could make the arguments, right? You, you can make the arguments, but the future is at the quarterback spot. If you, if you got a guy right there, you grab him. You, you build starting at the quarterback, the tackle, the pass rusher, the shutdown corner. That is how you build your team. Uh, I know that we rave about Kyle Pitts and his ability and a mismatch and all the different things that we see in today's tight ends. I want you to think for a minute, Zubin, without looking at your phone. Go ahead. These tight ends in today's NFL, were any of them drafted in the top five picks in the NFL? No. No. And they're all killers. Yeah, yeah I mean, you've got to go way killers. down for Gronk and like all the guys. You've got to go way so down. Why Travis would I, Kelsey. So, so why, would I, why yeah. would I Kittle? need to – 
Why would I need to take a guy at four when I can find that same guy later on in the draft? I agree with you, but they're talking about – I'm not saying that this guy won't have the production, let's say a Kittle or somebody else, but – they're talking about this guy. They weren't talking about Kittle like this. They but, weren't talking about Gronk like this coming I, out of college. I get it, but, but I don't need you to talk about a guy for me to draft him. If, I, if my scouting department understands that Noah Fant is a good pass-catching tight end for the mm-hmm. Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. he didn't go in the top five. He didn't go in the in, 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 He's very productive. Kittle did not go in the top five. He's very super, ultraly productive. No doubt. Kelsey, Fans Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Uh, uh, Antonio Gates when he was playing. I mean, I could go on. Jason Witten, on and on and on. Greg Olson. I mean, I could just go. Did I say Gronkowski already? Gronkowski. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like I could go on and on and on. And then I could also point to some tight ends that went in the first round. Ingram. Mark Mark. O.J. Howard. Yeah. Jerry's still out. Yeah, hurt. I mean, so when you start to – you start to look at it, it's like, I understand we're talking about it this way, but is he getting ready to change the scoreboard so much like he's a quarterback? No. No, it doesn't really work out when you no. take tight ends in the top ten, but Kyle Pitts is a special, special talent, I get no it. doubt. I get he, it. He really is. And you heard what Jimbo Fisher said earlier in terms of the tight end position being a real matchup nightmare, a guy that from a size standpoint is a hard cover for corners and safeties, but from an it. athleticism standpoint is a tough cover for your linebackers. So, I mean, when you have a piece like that that you can move all over the field, not just in line, but also split him out wide, like it just puts a lot of pressure on today's defenses. It and does. So I think that a lot of teams around the league are looking at it and saying, Let's not just pigeonhole him because he plays the tight end spot because there's a lot of versatility to what the player brings to the game. Yeah, I I just can't see me wasting a pick on a tight end at four when I can get the future at quarterback and I can find that guy later on in the draft. If I'm taking a tight end at four, he better be able to do a whole bunch of stuff other than flex out on linebackers and safeties. He's got to be able to – I need him to – I need him, like Gronkowski at the end line, I need him to be able to seal off the end, man. I got to run the ball too. So if I'm wasting a four for a guy that's going to do one thing, then I got to sign two other tight ends and take him out on short yardage and goal line, I, I'm not wasting my pick on that. More draft conversation. Mike in St. Louis, Missouri, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Uh, yeah, my question's about the Broncos. What if John Elway went to Andrew Luck and said, hey, look, we want to draft this kid from Stanford in the late late first round. We want to sign you for a one-year deal to groom the guy. We'll trade up uh, to get Pitts, and we'll go get Antonio Brown. How close to $40 million on a one-year contract could they give him, and could Chicago dangle that same carrot at him? Yeah, one thing I would real quick before Key answers that, just a reminder, Elway now – is in more of an elevated role. He hired a guy named George Payton from the Minnesota Vikings, and Payton is actually going to be making the picks, and Elway has made it clear that it's Payton's job. He is the GM. He'll be making the picks. The Broncos have the ninth overall selection. In the and, and that would be great if John Elway or whoever goes to him, but I'm Ballot, the general manager from Indianapolis, and I own Lux Rights. What do you have for me? What do you want to give me? You want to give me two first-round picks? You can have him. Go right ahead. 
Try to see if it works out for you. Because <laughs> we he, haven't heard it's a not, peep from it's Andrew not, Luck. By it's the way. not, we not as heard a simple as he's not a free agent, even though he is. Right. But technically, Indianapolis Colts own his rights. So and if they he paid was, him like a big portion of his contract. Yeah. They didn't have to. There's you know yeah, there's it's all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It sounds good. Smells bad. <laughs> It'll be interesting. So we'll see what happens there. Again, the Broncos picking ninth. Keep the calls coming. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way, one of Chris and Key's former teams has made a pretty big declaration about their first-round pick. It's in the top 10, and it's going in a direction you might not expect, but does make all the sense in the world. That's after Key has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to a product specialist, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. John in Oklahoma, we got to run. But what you got? Jay, he's one of my favorite point guards watching college. Key, Thanks, great, consistent career. Saw it with my Cowboys, luckily. It was safeties, not seagulls. When you went over the middle or you wouldn't have got 800 catches. Zubin, great personality, great job of leading the show. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Step off a screen. Right sideline fades and fires. He got another one! <laughs> Steph Curry, he's on a different level. He's playing in a different universe than the rest of the NBA. It does seem like a galaxy far, far away. Indeed, the way he's playing, 95-7 the game. Steph with so much game last night. He had 49 Warriors over the Sixers. 
107.96. They're sitting in the nine spot right now in the West. Are the Dubs that would be good enough to get into the play-in tournament? Curry's scored 30 points in 11 straight games, the longest streak by a player age 33 or older in league history. 11th 40-point game in April. Passing the late great Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan for the most 40-point games in a month by a player age 33 or older. We've spent a good portion of the morning talking about Steph Curry and his greatness. Alex Smith ends what could be defined in many ways as a great career if adversity and overcoming it means something to you. You remember him, first overall pick in the same draft with Aaron Rodgers. At the end, mentored Patrick Mahomes. And then, after 17 surgeries for one of the most grotesque leg injuries we've ever seen, he returned and was the NFL's comeback player of the year. But he is calling it quits after 16 years. We talked about it with his old head coach, Jay Gruden, a little earlier this morning. You can find that on the podcast. And some breaking news from the NFL. The Steelers have announced a three-year contract extension for head coach Mike Tomlin. It keeps Tomlin under contract in Pittsburgh through the 2024 season. He is entering his 15th season with the Steelers. Only third head coach for the organization since 1969. Cowell. Go get him, Mike T. Tomlin. That is incredible when you think about it and the way the other sports and teams have gone. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run on the ninth. Good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. So much football conversation. We'll take you until 10 a.m. Eastern time this morning, 24 hours from now. Dabo Sweeney will be on the program, the Clemson head coach. A lot to ask about his quarterback that's going to be number one and another quarterback that obviously he has that finds himself in a precarious position at the moment. We will not hold back. We'll talk about it with Dabo 24 hours from now. The Cowboys have the 10th overall pick in the draft in the KJZ mock draft. If we go four picks a day, we'll talk about him on Thursday, what the Cowboys might do with the 10th overall pick. Stephen Jones, the Cowboys executive vice president, saying the Cowboys are busy picking up the phone and sort of understanding where they need to be. After all, remember, you got to balance everything out after spending all that money on that quarterback on offense. You know, we're starting to get a few calls, and I think it'll only pick up as we get closer to uh, uh, next Thursday. They kind of give you the call, hey, if our guy's there, you know, we'd be interested in moving up to the pick. It ain't going to get some great opportunities because of the depth, not only a quarterback, but offense in general. And, you know, we've made no bones about it, uh, barring something very uh, opportunistic that, uh, you know, we certainly want to improve our defensive football teams. And that was certainly key help Dak out, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they shouldn't even – offensively, what do they need? They I mean, got everything. You know, you got some offensive line issues that you right. can address yep. later on. Skill-wise. In the draft, there. but skill position-wise, there's nothing you need. So, I would be looking on the defensive side of the ball, whether it's at corner or, or some sort of pass rush specialist to a degree. I think they need to address the secondary first and foremost, though. But maybe they could slide down and still pick up some more picks and still get a corner that they feel good about. You don't have to draft one of the top two corners in the draft to be successful. You can get a guy in the second round if you know your scouting department know what the hell they're doing, and I do believe Will Clay knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And sliding back might not be the worst thing for the Cowboys to pick up some extra draft picks because you are paying your quarterback top of the market money. That doesn't leave a lot of money under the salary cap to address other positions. So you would like to think that you'd be able to infuse other areas of your team with talent at controllable cost. To me, that means more draft picks. So it makes sense for the Cowboys to move back if the opportunity presents itself. But, Key, I'm right on board with you in terms of the area that they need to address. It has to be in that defensive secondary. I just think that's where the value in this draft is going to be, especially in the first round. The three cornerbacks that are at the top of the board, Patrick Sertain, you got J.C. Horn, and you got Caleb Farley. I think the Cowboys should go in the direction of one of those three players with their first pick. Isn't it funny how far away we are from the Cowboys need to take a quarterback because that Prescott deal is not going to get done. That seemed like 10 years ago. Yeah, instead they gave him $75 million in the first year and $66 million to sign pen to paper. And as many people have said, help him out on the defensive side of the ball, especially with their new D.C. Dan Quinn in the house. There's been so much reaction to the KJZ mock draft. It's sweeping the nation. Let's talk a little, well, maybe something like that. Let's talk about it with the fellows. We asked you to weigh in. Damian in Fort Myers, Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you have? Yes, sir. Uh, big fan, fellas. Um, I'm just going back on the uh, Atlanta Kyle Pitts pickup. I know there's a lot, a lot of tight ends that have been picked up in the first round, but imagine Pitts, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. What kind of weapons that'll be? Oh, it'll be it'll be great. But I'm just not taking him at four when I got quarterback issues that, of the future. Yeah. I'm just it, eventually it, you're going to need a quarterback and yeah. it makes sense if you have a top five pick to try to address that position especially in a draft where you're saying as many as five quarterbacks can go in the top half of the first round it doesn't make sense to pass on a successor to Matt Ryan to take a position player especially a skill position guy when you have other skill position players that can help your quarterback out yeah, you don't and, need that and if it's true the way some of your so-called experts that are out here think that these quarterbacks, the second wave of quarterback, meaning after the first two are gone, have a lot of work to do, then it makes sense to draft him behind Matt Ryan and put him behind Matt Ryan so he can get better. You don't have to play him right now, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance, because people feel like these guys got all this work and mechanics and footwork and his arm is falling this way. And it's like, I could do that to everybody. I can do that to every single quarterback in this draft. Pick something that I don't like. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Again, Dabo on the Goodyear Hotline in just under 24 hours from now. If you can join us in our final hour tomorrow before we get to Tommy in Chicago, I just got to mention to your point, Key, like Justin Fields has like a bad game against Northwestern or a less than great game against a better than expected Indiana team. Like that's not going to, that's not going to ruin my opinion of Justin Fields. I just can't get over the fact that this guy had a bad big 10 title. But, Zub, it's, it's but Zuba, we discount what he did in the college football playoffs. And look when better he, than when Lawrence. he lights up Clemson for six touchdowns. Right? And Lawrence I mean, struggled. Uh, and Lawrence right? struggled. <laughs> two or three of Lawrence's worst games came against big time competition. Yeah. Both losses came in the playoff, but you got a, it's not even a loss. I'm talking about just bad games. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about you can't understand, I want you to take a step back for a minute, Zubin, and realize that these are not the people picking the player. Sure, sure, sure. It's not the general manager. It's not the president of the team. It's not the owner. It's not the head coach. It's not the coordinator. not the quarterback coach. This is just what happens during draft time. So you can't invest too much energy 
into the negative aspects of a guy falling or people saying he's this or that. Because those same people that are saying this, you can go back and I can go back and find stuff where they're like, oh, this guy's really great. And then the dude's a bum. Right. Or, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's really a bum. And the dude's great. I mean, you just – and those guys aren't the ones doing the picking. You're right. Tommy's in Chicago. You're on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I'm just basically uh, saying, let's say I agree. Quarterbacks are going to go on the run. We know the first two. But let's say the 49ers do get Mac Jones for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They fall in love with Mac Jones. Which quarterback you think would drop? I don't think no one to drop past 10. And which team you think will trade up with Dallas to get that quarterback that might drop? Okay. Because I feel like Cincinnati definitely going to get the left tackle. I see Dallas might make some moves. Atlanta might make some trade if they don't go with the kid uh, from Florida, Pitts. I really don't see them getting the quarterback because I think they probably like Ryan for two more years. But in the event 49ers do get Mike Jones, which quarterback would drop and which team would trade up? Okay, what's the trickle effect there? I think you 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 start to look at if Mac Jones comes off the board at three. Mm-hmm. Now, you know who's the next? Who's the, who's next? Who do the Falcons want? Who who do the Falcons want? The Falcons say, "Well, we'll take Justin Fields." Okay, mm-hmm. so he's there. Right now, all of a sudden, you have Trey Lance sitting there, but not at five. Yeah, but right. you don't know that though, because what? Who who's sitting at six? Who's six on the board? Miami is six. Miami, they? Who's right, seven? Miami. Detroit. Okay, so what if what if Detroit says we're moving up to get because we're not sold on Jared Goff? We want to take we want to take Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. You know, at seven. So yeah. you just don't know how these things go because he may not get all the way down to ten, like the young man said, where Dallas can trade to somebody at ten, but he may not fall there. But if he's falling or they start to fall and they get past seven and eight and then all of a sudden somebody reaches out to Dallas and say, here, we get ready to do this. They going up to get that quarterback. Joseph's in Los Angeles. You're on ESPN radio. Hey, good morning, fellas. I was calling to find out uh, what you guys thought. Gruden and Mayock don't seem to be getting it done the last couple of years. They made some head scratching really? in the offseason. <laughs> how do you think they should handle it uh, at 17? Still waiting for the playoffs under Gruden in part two here. <laughs> Halfway there, huh? <laughs> um, I think they go defense. They got to they gotta certainly address their defensive side of the ball. Uh, they could always replace Nelson Aguilar later in the draft. They lost him uh, to the New England Patriots. He was a big, big help on the offensive side. But they mm-hmm. got to address the defense. Whatever they decide, it's got to go defense. Yeah, they need everything on yeah, defense. They, all three levels they yeah. could use. So whatever they decide. Infusion of talent. It's no got to be defense. It. Speaking of the Pats, Tyler in Dallas, you're on ESPN Radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. Um, Tyler, and uh, good morning to you fellas, man. I was wondering also if um, Justin Field just um, happened to fall to Dallas at number 10. And um, me being a Patriots fan, would, would you as a GM be willing to, um, if I call you that morning and ask you, hey, I'd be willing to give you um, Stephon Gilmore in the third round so that way you can get some um, extra capital, you know, in your draft. And it answers your cornerback position. And I preserve my fifth team overall pick and maybe go get a Patrick Sertan or something like that. How would you feel about me calling you with that? If I gave you Gilmore in a third round pick and you gave me your 10 so I can get Patrick Sertan, why would I do that deal? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that yeah. deal. Why would I want Gilmore when you don't want Gilmore? All you're giving me is a three. 
That's not enough for you to come up. You know, and I guess you're going to swap me your 15, right. but I need a corner. And I don't know if Gilmore fits into what we want to do. That would be moving up five spots from 15 to 10. Cliffs in Charlotte, North Carolina. Good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the pitch thing is kind of sticking out for me. This particular season, he focused more on having his hand in the dirt. So I really do believe he can be that three-down type of tight end. And if he is a generational talent, although you may be able to get a quarterback later on in the, in the rounds to sit behind um, Atlanta's quarterback, how high, Keyshawn, would you say is too high for somebody to take a swing on him? Would you say eight for the Panthers is too high? No, I, I would I would take Pitts six down. Six down, I'm good with. Mm-hmm. Six down, I'm good with. I'm I'm kind of good with six down. Four, and I got quarterback issues. It's just high. If I had, if I had, if Matt Ryan was in his third year, well, nothing to talk about. Yeah, I'd take him at four. But Matt Ryan's not in his third year, and I need to look for the future. And if I can look for the future based on what we think these quarterbacks are going to be in my scouting department, then I got to take them. I got to take a quarterback. So we're looking at the situation here where, you know, I mean, you think about it and you say to yourself, if it's six or below, so you got the Dolphins at six, the Lions at seven, but they already have Hawkinson. Carolina's at eight. Obviously, Sam could use somebody there. The Broncos are at nine, but they have Noah Fan and the Cowboys. Cowboys right in the middle of it again. <laughs> there at number 10. So we will but they see. need defense. They need defense they need for sure. Once again, Mel and Todd, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, alternating mock draft is now up on ESPN+. Plus. Our two experts are kind of dueling back and forth, giving their selections, and we'll find out what happens nine days from now for real. On the way for real, it's caller roulette. If you're unfamiliar... I was too last week. So (laughs) I'm in the same boat as you are, but I've learned how to do it. Here's the deal. You call us right now. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Evan will pick up the phone and essentially will essentially say, here's your line number. You have your line number. You give us your name and your number. You tell us where you're calling from and you just say what you want to say. So get in now. 888-SAY-ESPN. As soon as somebody picks up the phone, they'll give you a line number. Remember that number. And then when we call on you, tell us who you are and what you want to talk about. That is next after Key has this from Indeed. Connoisseur of case management or guru of global sales. Whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them at Indeed. Sponsor a job post and Indeed's instant match searches millions of resumes in their database and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes fits your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show you their skills to go beyond the resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. According to TalentNest, visit Indeed.com slash credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, uh, just to spite Alan and Jay, we'll have Jay back here next week, just to spite them, they had a bad experience with line five. I'm going to be living dangerously. Alan, spin the wheel. Just a reminder, you'll get that line. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and then go. All right, so Jay and Alan forewarned me, but line five. Yeah, Frank Jeffrey calling from New Jersey. Everybody says the draft starts at four. I disagree. It starts at three because if San Francisco picks Mac Jones, there's going to be a lot of people calling Atlanta for Fields. You're going to have Denver trying to pull up, uh, Chicago, and all them teams because if Fields is available at four, people are going to try and hit Atlanta up for that pick. Evan. So he just gave all the reasons why the draft actually does start at four. Like, he says the draft starts at three and then gave you all of the reasons why it actually starts at four. From your town. I love line five. Yeah, I got, I, I got to take credit. Let's get the Jersey accent there. I'm a Jersey guy myself, so I almost feel partly responsible for, for all of this. Sports talk radio in New York. Ah! Spin the wheel, Alan. Okay, bright side, nowhere to go but up. Line four. Reggie from Harlem. I don't believe the Cowboys need to trade back. They don't need to draft to 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 the game draft capital. The reason why they're picking at number ten is because they didn't make the playoffs. Why trade back and act like and pick a player like as if you made the playoffs? They need to take a stud. They need to take Patrick Sertan at number four. Plus, they have four compensatory picks. And what they need to do with a couple of those is to trade back into the latter part of the first round and take the top rated safety, Trevon Marik. Yeah, they, just because they move back don't mean they take come completely out of the first round. They may move back two or three spots as guys don't come off the board and they know that there's three corners and they're happy with any of the three corners that's available, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. a whether it's a horn, whether it's a certain, and, and the third guy is a Farley. Farley. Mm-hmm. It, and they see him like at 13, they start to see, okay, there's three corners left on the board. We could trade back because this team that's trading up for us, they don't need corners. They need D linemen or they need this position. And they sit in pretty and they gain a couple extra picks. And the scenario that we outlined, we were talking about, is one of those quarterbacks begins to tumble and somebody gets outside of the top 10. Like, that's what we were talking about. And you got to think if a team is moving up to get a quarterback, 
they're going to give you significant draft capital, which should translate to you being able to get a player that can help your team sooner rather than later. No doubt. Farley, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech opted out this year. So it's been a couple years since we've seen him, maybe unfamiliar with that name. But keep that in mind. Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. All right, Alan, keep it going. Line six. It's Lonnie from Sacramento. Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year. Cowboys better take their defensive back for that pick. And Zubin, I can make you a seven-up cake. <laughs> long-time listener, long-time listener. You haven't had seven-up cake? No, but you told me I okay. had to try it. Because okay. I was like, wait a minute, you like the, the beverage? Yeah. Like he was like, no, it's legit. You bring it to a dessert, you bring it yeah. to a barbecue, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's okay. a long-time oh, listener. Oh, yeah, Zubin, you got to get involved. You got to try that. You're not living until you have I can't it. drink any more soda. I can't have any no, more soda. No, <laughs> absolutely you can't. You shouldn't be touching anything like that. But I think the Cowboys do need to pick a corner. Now, whether it's 10 or whether it's 15, wherever it's at, their first pick selection should be <laughs> cornerback. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Caller Roulette today. Have you had soccer to me, Cake? What is that? No, probably not. Okay, I'm going to give you an easy one. <laughs> okay. Have you had peach cobbler? Yes, a la mode, okay. too. All right, just just My simple. back? Do I get my street cred card back? I have yeah. the peach cobbler. Red velvet. Mode. Red velvet cake. I love it. Okay, all right. If I have a slice of that, I might die tomorrow, <laughs> to, be, to be quite well, honest. we don't want you to do that. No. German chocolate. <laughs> that sounds good. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.